Zach and Mac present Cause we're TNT We're toxic male TNT We'll give you hell TNT Got the tendencies TNT To make you bleed I don't even know <laughs> I don't even know But okay so the last episode The Halloween episode since it was like a this, I guess, kind of goes into a little bit with music. It's like audio engineering or like audio, recording yeah. stuff. But it's like, um, you know, the audio was getting picked up over there. And I honestly, for how, you know, a phone microphone, you're like, damn, that's actually picking up like little noises. Mm-hmm. So if you had these microphones, like think of movies and shows, they'd oh, be yeah. like boom. So it's like, why can't we just put these mics like over here like and it's just two of them i thought, I thought those were swiffers what <laughs> i thought those were swiffers the boom the boom mics. <laughs> they're just like just gotta clean your swif- forehead real quick <laughs> a swiffer wet jet <laughs> advertisements that's all it takes <laughs> and just, with, with the new- <laughs> smacking someone in the face it's uh, it doesn't actually have any metal <laughs> it's like it's too cheap so it doesn't actually have any metal so it's just like the floppy rubber it's just like it's a dildo. <laughs> just okay, yeah. Um, Chris Evans, can you please just go over this <laughs> line? <laughs> Captain America. Of course, it makes sense. I mean, Chris you... Evans. Yeah, Captain America. Captain America. Captain America. Fuck, Fuck yeah. yeah! Here to save the, the motherfucking day, America. It, I love the extended version of that song. Have you heard it? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the full. What what is it? Baseball. Fuck yeah, Disney, Disney World. Fuck yeah, Band Aids. You're like. <laughs> It's funny. It's fucked up. The first part, it's like they go through this whole list at the very end. He's like, slavery! Fuck yeah! Just like, the fuck? This is like, wow, this is really fucked up. And then he goes into like the next part. Then he starts, like at the very end, he says like, Democrats, fuck yeah, Republicans. And like a few of them were just like, fuck yeah. (laughs) The people of South Park are fucking geniuses. So great. And you know what? I just watched that. I think it was on Netflix. Team America's on Netflix or Amazon. I forget where the fuck it's at. I hadn't seen it since you and I were in high school. I know. And I was like, dude, this is so great. Just like how cliche this action hero. He's like, don't worry, babe. (laughs) It's the one-way ticket. (laughs) He's like dying. He's like, this is the one-way ticket. They're comedic geniuses. They are. It's fucking great. Because, like, the things they say are just, like, they're such a inside joke to inside joke. It's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? I feel like, you know, they, they did it just right to where even their inside jokes you feel like you're a part of, even though you're not, like, friends with them. You know what I mean? Just watching their things, you know those little, like, hidden gems they may put into an episode of South Park or whatever. And you're like, oh, that's great. And it's like you feel like you're like one of them. You know, it's it's very unique to get something like that. Yeah, that you're a part of their comedy. Because yeah. they have such a unique... Not really... They just take all the greatest cliches and like <laughs> jokes that are so in-depth of like making fun of... Th- like they get away with somehow making offensive jokes. Like really offensive yeah. jokes. But since they're done in such a like funny smart way the most offensive stuff people just for whatever reason like no one's canceled south park yeah they actually just got 
five more seasons. Yeah, they've up toned to down the, um, it. Of course, they have toned down yeah. a little bit. Like you look at some of those episodes from like the sixth season to like the fourteenth. Dude, they, my favorite episode that I like from the early days of South yeah. Park. I think it was like season three. It's the succubus episode. Have you seen it? Yeah, where chef, chef gets chef starts dating a succubus. He doesn't know it's a succubus, and then chef's parents come to town, and they're like, for some reason, every time chef's dad is just like, is like, yeah, when Jeff was just a little boy, he, he wanted to come. He came up to the house. He says, Dad, I need about three fifty, <laughs> and he's like, Why the hell do you need three fifty? He's like, For my friend or whatever. And it's like his imaginary friend. He's like, It's around that time I realized it with the Loch Ness monster. It's like this constant Loch Ness monster story of the time, but like this Loch Ness monster, like is like always intruding on his life he's like yeah there was a girl scout that came up to sell me cookies and i asked how much do you want for them cookies she's like i need about 350 <laughs> he's like it's around that time i realized the girl scout was 30 feet t- 30 story or three stories tall or something like that <laughs> he's like a uh, creature from the mesozoic era <laughs> he's like god damn you monster <laughs> yeah i know your episode so i don't remember stupid. as well as you but yeah the thing is is like that was back when they were they were so much like <clears throat> i don't know they were funny but they still kept it very tame in comparison to where they eventually mm. got. Like it's crazy because this was like that. Those first couple seasons, basketball had come out too, and when they wrote, when they did basketball, they literally had thought like the reason why they did it to begin with because it was made by David Zucker, and Coop the the spot for Coop was supposed to be given to Chris Farley, and he turned it down, and. The guys from South Park decided to take it because they didn't think South Park would have gone anywhere. And when they were doing basketball, South Park started booming. So they would do basketball during the day and at night record episodes of uh, South Park. And they'd had barely any sleep. I'm like, dedication, bro. Dedication. Look. That's how you get That's how you get ahead in life. People, a lot of people think they can just achieve a lot of things by putting a little in, little work in and it's like it's times like those that really defines who a person is I well mean, yeah like, because fuck. they use their time invested their time <coughs> into their own show and their own yeah whatever to like in their movies and they devoted their time to make it rich or make a big like basically a business mm-hmm. where people got to start realizing that time is a commodity yeah time is no different so if you're working at a shitty job that you fucking hate and really they're only paying you like realistically, they're not paying you that well for your, your efforts when you could be busting your ass for yourself. Like what they ended up, obviously they used to have to have like a regular Joe Schmo job, mm-hmm. but then they had their, their hobbies and they took those hobbies, made a little money out of it. Like, Oh shit. Yeah. I can make a little money out of my hobbies. <coughs> and then next thing you know. They get a show. They keep pushing. They get a. They try to do a movie. Uh, they thought they failed. Now nah, we're not going with you. And then all of a sudden, hey, can you take it? And they're like, well, fuck. We already did this thing with South Park. Now we're supposed to do a movie too. We didn't think we we're yeah. gonna have to. And by them just saying, fuck it, we'll do both. They doubled their odds, doubled their publicity because they could have obviously been like, ah, fuck it, give it to Jim Carrey. <laughs> Hell, I mean, that'd be a little weird. But like with that, I mean, we kind of get into what our topic is today is that, you know, like a lot of these bands also kind of went along the same route. Yeah. The dedication, Metallica or Iron Maiden or, you know, even if it wasn't just them, Nickelback. 
They don't count. Um, Even if they suck at music, every time I hear them, it makes me laugh. Like, how fake are those vocals? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not that's, not, that's not humanly possible. <laughs> you can't sing this high of a note on the musical scale, like, ah, and somehow simultaneously be singing at a low octave with a raspy, like, you know, it's like quadruple layered his lyric or his vocals yeah. are, you know, like they're like, look at this photograph. Look at this photograph. Look at this photograph. And he layers it all on top. So it gives it this like, look at this photograph. <laughs> it's like, there's no fucking way. That's like auto tune. We're like, wow, his voice is magical. He can and hit then, three different octaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at one time. What do you think when people see him live? They're like, he doesn't sound like that. <laughs> Because it's not humanly possible to sound wow, like that. Wow, he's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking singing. He's fucking ugly. They, they put ramen you on his... You Jack Shepard looking motherfucker. They, they put ramen noodles on his head and they said... <laughs> the reason why he wrote Photograph was because his parents were like... When they would show people the baby, they'd be... <laughs> Look at this photograph. I'm just like, my eyes! <laughs> like, Look at her cute little schnookum back. <laughs> Just his dumb bitch is like <laughs> on like a little baby body. <laughs> Somehow it's like, he's got long hair. <laughs> Already, it's like six months old. <laughs> he's got the whole rocker tire. He's gonna be a rock star one day. Can't you tell? Little, little what's his Chad, little Chadwick? <laughs> he's like, look at his photo. Uh, already, when he was a baby, they already could tell he could sing. He's like. <laughs> and he was also very good at killing his audience. <laughs> They're <all> like, <laughs> someone's chopping. You're like, let me show you a picture of my baby and a, 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 a person's cooking dinner, and they're chopping up the like vegetables and everything. So they're just like, look at the pictures. It's like it's the happening. I don't know why we always go to the happening, but they're just, they're just like. <laughs> Like, oh, he's so cute. And I think it's for some reason, every time they show the picture, they just ignore that the person's yeah, they, killed. They just walk, just like, anyway. They just walk away. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a, a bloody crime scene that just happened in front of them. They're like, they just can't live with his perfection. It's insane. <laughs> it's like, okay. I think it's killing, it's killing the people you show that picture to. They're like, no, it's not. How dare you? He's a great little boy. They had... So, His class of one, him included. It's like, is it because the kids killed themselves too? Like, what the fuck's going on at that school? He ends up becoming Michael Myers because most of the time he has to wear a mask because he's so fucking ugly. Dude, really? I mean, like, it's it's crazy. Halloween kills too. When you thought Michael Myers wasn't going to get caught, he finally did. The whole movie's based around how Chad can't seem to kill himself. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. I'm taking innocent lives. <laughs> I'm Canadian. We don't believe in the violence. Come on. <laughs> Somehow it's like Groundhog's Day. He just keeps waking up and it's the same day. Fuck! <laughs> it's always the same day for him, even though the days progress for everyone else. For some reason for him, he's trapped in this universe where it's the same day for him every day. October 31st. Every year is Halloween and people keep making the same shitty jokes about how I have a nice mask. It's my face. That's the only reason people don't kill themselves. 
<laughs> He's only allowed to come out. I of love him. your mask. <laughs> it's not a mask. What? <laughs> no, they're like, yeah, sure. Because the singer for Nickelback is actually here right now. Everybody knows he's dead. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. He's like in an alternate universe. He opens up the newspaper. <laughs> for some reason, I feel like it's Back to the Future. <laughs> you sack of- Oh my god, this is the best Hollywood, please. I guess this music somehow we incorporated music into our next movie, but please. Hollywood for the second time. Yeah, give us Chad Kroger. Chad to the future. Chad- <laughs> Chad to the future. Hey, Chad, that name sounds futuristic. Hey, Chad, that same. Sorry. Hey, Chad, <coughs> that name sounds rad. It is the 80s, so that was very popular. Play, <laughs> play some Johnny Be Good. I don't know uh, that, but I can sing you Johnny Be Good. That's okay. Just pause. <laughs> you. Going down to Atlanta, it's a New Orleans. <laughs> Chad Kroger, look at this photograph. <laughs> Just like fucking uh, stop. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's since we were we transition now from. I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah, into new music. We have to go into. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Since we talked about Johnny B. Good, we have to talk. <laughs> Johnny B. Evil. We have no. evil. Let, <laughs> Evil. <laughs> but he's like, we'll just start off there since we're going to talk about music. Let's start off with the 50s. The 50s. Because honestly, that's where music really became. Well, before that, the 30s, really. I mean, if you're looking at old yeah. blues, like southern blues. I just don't want this us to have to go on for <laughs> hours about how far we went back in music. I'm like, yeah. let's just start Well, I mean, the obviously 50s. that's the thing is we can't get into the 50s without... Thinking about people like Robert Johnson. You know, Robert Johnson, the dude that sold his soul to the devil. Yeah. The guy that died and no one knew he died. No one knew where he had died or how he had died until they found his birth certificate or, sorry, death certificate, like, within the last 20 years. That's when they found it in someone's attic. No one knew what happened to him. Nothing. They're like, Robert Johnson was there. Then he just disappeared. This guy who was like going up into the ranks in music, creating this new sound, blues, and was really good at it. And they're like, whoa, what is this? Disappears. No trace left behind. They're like, what, the what f- happened to him? Well, you know, like what the do story. You th- what are the, conspe- the, what are the well, stories? What's the hearsay? That he sold his soul and the devil yeah, took him? Yeah. The devil was like. Yeah, because that's the thing is when you make a deal with the devil, they don't, there's not necessary contract. That's why I've always joked that if I ever made a deal with the devil, I'd be very precise with what I want. And, and, and you can't take my life. I'd be, I'd be very precise. We need to rewrite this contract. <laughs> I actually read it. He's like, get the this devil's garbage like, out of the, here. The devil's like, fuck. He actually read the terms and agreements. Terms and agreements are actually a, signing a contract with the devil. Same Basically. <laughs> it's a smaller scale. They're like, we won't steal your soul today, but eventually. <laughs> One day. You just didn't read the fine print. You just got to read the fine print. But when yeah. You, like, if you actually make the, <clears throat> the deal with the devil, the big, the big kahuna, you're like, we will, we'll take it to someone here on earth that's almost as evil as you. Gold Donald S- Trump. No. <laughs> Goldstein, get over here. A lawyer. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> no, you sick <laughs> son of a bitch. 
The best lure that's, is out that's there. That's more evil than the devil. <laughs> There's only one person as evil as the devil here on earth. And that's lawyers. Why do you think all the politicians are lawyers before they become politicians? It's because they're the most evil sons of bitches on the planet. <laughs> it all makes sense. Satan's like, son of a bitch, I never should have invented lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Because you know, this is the devil's yeah. world. So God only God created us in the world, but he's like, Satan created everything that humans did after a certain point of all this stuff. And he's like, so basically devil or the devil created. He's like, well, since earth is my world, God let me have this realm. He's like, <laughs> then Satan's like, I'm going to start creating all this stuff that humans can advance. And then it's like, I got to one day where he's like, I'm going to actually start making deals with these sons of bitches. They're doing really fucking good. And he's like, Oh, yeah, you know who can back me up? We need these things called lawyers. And then it's like, no, they found out how to even trick me. <laughs> They're very good at pulling tricks. Yeah. <laughs> With words. God damn. It's like my arch nemesis, the Jews. <laughs> oh, my God. No. The devil's like, <laughs> when, if someone figures out how to be the best lawyer on the planet, I'm fucked. <laughs> Johnny Cochran got up there. <laughs> and what, who's kind of like another type of a lawyer? People who create music. But anyways. But yeah, tangent. so yeah, like again. So, yeah, he, we don't know where it. he, he, yeah, he disappeared. disappeared. He disappeared. That was a side tangent of I don't the devil that, stole him. I don't think they ever found his body. They found his death certificate. That's it. Well, it's because it's like he died mysteriously. Yeah. And someone filed he the was like twenty. He was like 27 years old. Yeah, it's weird how the 27 club. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, like that whole thing. I mean, as I said, you can't get rock and roll, 50s rock and roll, unless you get the blues. Okay. Robert you're, Johnson you're, Okay, we could start. Obviously, I we mean, started well, there. Well, we I already guess. did. So yeah, then, so, you know, you fast forward a little bit. You know, blues was obviously got really popular with Robert Johnson. A lot of other people started oh, yeah. going into it. Then, you know, 50s roll around, you get more of that rock and jazz. roll. Well, I mean, jazz too. That goes with the blues. So, you know, 30s. 40s obviously like jazz was very big during that time and then you get into the 50s and you get people like elvis presley and you know chuck berry and like i don't know how to put it but like you know people were very they didn't know what the fuck was going on they're like what the hell is this shit like you know what's funny is like you know the reason why most people hated rock and roll was because of people like elvis presley because he was gyrating his hips like, that's it. Like, I'm like, really? Because he was like, <laughs> fucking like pelvic thrusting. They're just like, this music's the devil. Like, it's not the music. I mean, if they, like, if you went back in time and showed them bands like Lamb of God, <laughs> they'd be like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> please stop. <laughs> just please. Yeah, it is just weird stop. how that rock and roll was so just like. <clears throat> yeah, just taken into like, it's the devil's music. Yeah. Literally. To, thanks to Robert Johnson disappearing. I guess that's probably what <laughs> thanks happened. Thanks to Robert Johnson disappearing. Fucking Robert Johnson, you disappeared. Apparently sold your soul to the devil. So now from there on out. You walked, walked out on the music life just like you walked out on your children. <laughs> no? Sorry? Did he walk out on his children? He <laughs> 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 Hey, hey, hey. Did, did, well, he sold his soul. We should probably whisper. Yeah, I don't know. He's, we don't want the FBI to show up. Like, oh, and 
I know this is kind of a sidetrack. We'll talk about this at the end, though. We'll keep going through yeah. our music journey. We also got to talk about the newest American Horror Story episode because it's full of like creepy, Wait, weird shit. Wait, the newer, shit. newer one or the, the one that happened one. came out like? Because I watched it like last Friday, I think. The newest episode. I was, but it has to do with that kind of shit. Yeah. It deals with the devil. But okay, so we're in the 50s. So he, it was Elvis. Yeah, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry is like badass, but that's where you get the like, it's unfair in the 50s that, yeah, it was the best some of the best guitarists of the blues i mean I, it's for, were like i'll say this when it came to 50s r&b rock blues whatever i don't know what the fuck you want to call it um i didn't i was like well this music kind of sucks like hearing elvis presley and some of yeah. those other people i was just like i don't fucking care johnny cash even though like i came to appreciate johnny cash later you know what i mean and oh, i feel yeah, for terrible sure. for that because like he is a great lyricist like you hear his lyrics you're like Fuck, dude. I mean, yeah. it's weird because it's like a country thing, and I hate country. But I do too, but some of his, st- especially the later stuff, he got this weird. Fucking... It was like well, a even we- then, if like you listen Western... to songs like Folsom Prison Blues, that the lyrics in that one are fucking great. Like, there's one part it gives me goosebumps every time. He's like, "When I was just a baby, my mother told me, son, don't ever play. Always be a good boy. Don't ever play with guns." Well, I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. And I'm just like. Dude, that's fucked up. Like, if you think about that, like, that's really like probably what a lot of that shit happens. People shoot other people because they just want to watch them die. They won't admit it. It may be like other reasons, but like sometimes there's a lot of situations where it ends up like that. But yeah, like, um, Chuck Berry was like one of the first per- people from the '50s that I was like, wow, like you hear a guitar solo. I mean, because yeah. like, dude, Johnny B. Good has some fucking solos on it. Even yeah. for that time, we were just like, what the fuck. Yeah, I mean, just the, the fucking whole song. The intro is just... Nowadays, people look at that like... Like, like, look at those notes. It's so simple. You know, and people don't appreciate the fact that like... I don't think it's... I no, think it's, it's, it's a lot harder. <laughs> yeah, people... Because that's the thing is a lot of them liked... They were bending notes while also playing chords. And I feel like that's like very hard to do. Playing like these really hard chords. Yeah. And then, you know, adding these other, like, fuck that, dude. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, like, <clears throat> you're doing these like chords and sliding at the same time. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, is what I'm saying is you get a lot of people now in music are like, just a quick fast forward of like nowadays modern guitar, you know, it's like mm-hmm. people would say, well, that's harder technically. And it's like, yeah, but the thing was, here's the weird thing about music. Like in during those times is yeah, but you're thinking of that music from nowadays perspective. Think back then he was creating that with his fucking mind. No one, he had never heard anything like, of course, nowadays, like you get the best guitars. Hey, play Johnny be good. They're like, they know how to read notes they can do the bands they're like okay i'm a i'm a guitar like magician nowadays but it's like back then there was nobody that that was the first time it ever been done before ever so he was making where did that come from you know what i mean where did he pull that thought from his mind to say hey what if i play these chords at the same time and slide and bend and and do all this stuff that literally no one had done yet to that time you know what i mean that's the yeah that's where it's like you have to appreciate those guys. And yeah, when I was younger, I was kind of like, you know, you don't appreciate some of that stuff because you're just like, okay, cool. It's old. It's not that. Like When you start, well, that's the thing is like we started learning the intro, in, the instruments more and we yeah. started like really appreciating. We're just like, holy oh. fuck. The thing is, is like 
people nowadays when they when it comes to music they they have it very easy no matter what no matter what we have access to everything internet we can look up any tab for any fucking any music sheet you know we have it so easy we're living on the shoulders of giants and we think we're on top of the world kind of thing yeah and it's so fucked up we didn't have to earn anything yeah you know, like reason. these guys back then, a lot of them probably didn't even have, they obviously didn't have money to do guitar lessons. Yeah. No a lot one, of them had just a piano in the house and they learned how to play piano and they're like, oh, well, this kind of, the guitar falls the same thing. Started playing guitar. And they were doing shit that was just like against everything in America. Rock well, and just, roll was like, you know, <clears throat> especially people like Chuck Berry, you know, like yeah. segregation for That's sure. That's what I was going to say is the segregation big... on top of like, now you're playing rock and roll. You're playing the two, you're like the, the category of two things that are extremely like no go in America. And look what he did. You know, like then there's obviously, I know there was like allegations of him. Like, I think he like raped someone or something like that. Like, but even then, but still, I'm like, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, but yeah. He may have been a bad person when it came to that shit. But like, let's look at the overall thing of like, dude, yeah. This guy took something that had never been heard before. Same with Elvis and all well, these other artists. The thing and is, is created. The thing is, is what's unfair about that time about how basically a lot of black people in America at that time basically created rock and roll. But then who got all the the bigger fame? The white man. Yeah. Fucking horseshit. Fucking Elvis Presley. That's I think. And who knows if that's true? I always look at it like. Good thing he died on the shitter. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he probably him. he probably sold his soul to the devil. He was probably yeah, another the one devil's of like, <laughs> you know what? Is payment for you for all the shit that you've caused me? I think you should die in an embarrassing way, taking a dump. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's like, it's like making the deals with the devil. The devil. The one thing that happens is whenever the devil comes knocking and says that it's time for you to go, he gets to claim that because he owns your soul. So yeah. that's where it's like selling the soul to the devil, and you make that deal. It's like you get all the fame and fortune, but he basically gets the the fucked up thing is. He gets to claim your soul when he's ready. Yeah, that's so true. So he's like, that's why they probably get so high on drugs and all that shit. I, I mean, it's conspiracy, I would but so I mean, it is, is weird how a lot of them always get fucked up and like Elvis died, you know? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is like Elvis died. The rumor was that he, you know, <laughs> I remember as my kid, my dad always used to joke about it, and it kind of freaked me out. Is like, I guess he's like, well, he ate a lot of bacon, and he had a heart attack. All that grease, you know, eventually killed him. I'm like. So you tell me I shouldn't eat the the best thing in the world, <laughs> bacon. <laughs> well, it's like anything. He but, was obviously like. Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing is, is like now you look at it. You know, when you're older, you're like, "Fuck, dude!" Like it was the drugs. It was I mean, the drugs mixed with the poor. Di- like he got fat. Yeah. Drugs like alcohol. Alcohol. His that's poor what habits. Is yeah, what that's what'll him. kill you. You can still. Eat, it's like anything. The older you get, you can still eat bacon. You just can't eat it every fucking day. And he was, you know, he's rich. He could eat whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. So he's probably every day. He wanted to eat pussy good. <laughs> he was just like, they're like, uh, what do you, you know, nowadays rich people know that it's better to like eat healthier so you can right, live yeah. longer. So they get people to make them food. But yeah, when you're rich, you can just tell someone, hey, go get me a bacon burger. Like I want it right fucking now. Yeah. Get it for me. So it's like, if you don't care about your diet. You just eat what you just eat shit food, shit food. So it's like it's one of those things that Elvis died because it was like he basically was so rich he could do whatever the fuck he yeah. wanted. He just and like, it's crazy. Like so, like if you got to think from the fifties, we had Chuck Berry, we had Johnny Cash, we had Elvis Presley, and so many of these other artists. Obviously, yeah. I'm just naming the more popular ones. I mean, yeah, there's I, tons. That yeah, I, could, I, I don't even know. Yeah, me either. 
it's weird that in that time frame, late 40s to late 50s, you know, into the 60s, and then end of the 60s into the 70s, we have a whole different genre of rock and roll. You know what I mean? Yeah. It we changed. Led, Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, one of the all-time greatest bands. My my dad got me into them. I mean, I first time I heard Led Zeppelin, I was like 13. And I think the first song I had ever heard was When the Levee Breaks. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing and having that like feeling. I was like, wow, this song feels very dark. Or trying to think how the song goes now i haven't heard it in forever but it's got this weird vibe to you. you're just like wow this is weird and my dad had always told me he's like i think it's crazy he's like when i was your age i was listening to led zeppelin but this song had just come out and i'm just like whoa and here i am you know like i'm 13 and i'm listening to the same shit my dad listened to and i was just like wow this is crazy and i love led zeppelin like it's one of those bands that's like i take a break from but, like, hearing so much of them, you kind of just start to appreciate. And that's where it's, like, also with the the musicality, the difficulty of the music. Yeah. Like, Led Zeppelin was able to accomplish that. Very J- Jimmy Page. Yeah. It uh, doesn't matter how good a guitarist is nowadays. When you have a soul like that and you can put it into an instrument like that, like, it doesn't matter how well you can do sweet picking or these arpeggios or whatever. Like, that is fucking talent. The thing that, like... We'll use like a Chuck Berry and Jimmy Page and I don't know. I'm trying to think of another good, good like early guitarist uh, yeah. from that era, either like 50s or 60s. Like, well, I mean, yeah. Oh, like Eric Clapton. He's another oh, like. Dude, Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck. Um, Jeff Beck oh, was yeah. the Yardbirds. I mean, Yardbirds, that's the crazy thing. It's like, yeah. it's kind of like Metallica and all those er- those. 80s thrash bands they were all kind of friends with each other well or they were playing in band joke bands with each other well Yardbirds had jimmy page it had jeff beck it had eric clapton and it had three of the greatest guitarists of that era playing in a band together kind of just like how metallica and anthrax slayer megadeth all of them were kind of or you know testament or exodus they were all kind of like a group of friends they just hung out together and yeah. they all had the same interest in what they wanted to hear music wise and you know, like I don't think music will ever will ever get back the way it was, especially during those times, until you have things like that. Yeah. Where you have like a, a city that has a giant group of friends. I mean, look at look at every major genre that has shown up throughout history. You got, you know, your classic rock with the Led Zeppelin style and all these other bands that started kind of sounding like that. Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, like they were friends. And yeah. then you fast forward to the eighties. Mm-hmm. When you Real have... quick, before we fast forward to the mm-hmm. 80s, I just want to throw in one thing about those older guitarists. Mm-hmm. The difference between them and um, like your modern day guitarist, you know how you're saying, you got the sweet picking, the arpeggios. Yeah. The difference is between those guys and the guys of today is, like you said, they're on the shoulders of giants. And not only that, those kind of thing, like solos, you know what I mean? Yeah. One solo that I really like, this is, I guess, more in the seventies, but they still had a little bit of those tendencies is, uh, always love the guitar work on hotel California. Oh yeah. That clean guitar. The very... And just the solos, like the thing back then, like the Chuck Berries, all those guys, I don't know the guitars for, uh, Eagles, but it's like all of those guys, the way they played guitar wasn't about being just, yeah. it was like, it was like literally making the guitar speak mm-hmm. in a weird like 
See, another band from that era that I completely forgot about, now that you're bringing up, you know, like, the Sultan, Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Leonard Skinner, Freebird. <laughs> I mean, I know everyone, you know, has heard that song. It's my fucking Freebird. But... I that's the first time I fell in honestly like I love Metallica you know that you and I have just grown on Metallica since we were in high school but yeah. like the I fell in love with an Explorer guitar when I saw at what was his name Alan Alan I can't think of his fucking last name but he was the guitarist for Leonard Skinner he's he died he was you know he one was of the in ones that. in the plane crash no he didn't die in the plane crash but he was he actually got shot after the plane crash yeah. That's the rumor. So, like, but he played the Explorer guitar, and he always played this natural wood finish Explorer with gold pickups, and I fell in love with that fucking guitar. I was like, man, I want one just like that. But obviously, like, those guitars go for, like, $1,500, $1,600. They're expensive. So, but then, you know, you look at James Hetfield, same thing. He started playing those ESP Explorers and some Epiphone Explorers, too, and you were just like, fuck, dude, this looks sick. Especially his Eat Fuck guitar. That I love that thing. It was just plain white. Yeah. And it had so much attitude, even even though it had very little on it. Yeah, but it's weird how like guitars, like that's what that guitar that you're talking about, James Hetfield. That's the inspiration for this yeah. guitar. It's a little more like, it's a little busier. I didn't necessarily want this yeah. pickup, but yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like, I love it too. You were kind of the one that got me into more of thinking about the Explorer because I was always more of a V guy. Yeah, I was always like. I don't know. There's something about V's. It's kind of like devil horns. Oh, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? There's something about V's, but then eventually my, with the Remember Explor- one of our friends had the Warlock. I remember he had the BC Rich Warlock. Oh, and I was yeah. like, that thing looks fucking stupid. The more I got around, I was just like, eh. I mean, I can't believe how long that guitar has been around. It's been around since like the early 80s. And yeah. it looks like something that just came out within the last like 10 years, 20 years. And I was just like, yeah. okay. But the fact that it's been out since like early 80s, I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like. Carrie King and Jeff Henneman have both used that type of guitar, specifically Carrie King, mm-hmm. you know, during that time. So I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, there's some cool uh, guitar styles. The problem is, is nowadays it's kind of like we yeah. pretty much exasperated all the. Yeah, I best. mean, we've really what it comes down to is people just creating combinations. Like, yeah. I, I know that they've done, like, well, if you're looking at, um, like, Dimebag Daryl, I mean, he did. Kind of like an explorer mixed v. with the flying V, and I mean, like I get it, it's cool, but like I don't know, I'm just not into. Like if I'm it's not... too busy of a design, I think explorers as far as I go, because explorers oh, yeah. it's like it's got like this weird like whoa, it's like it's captivating looking at the shape of it. Yeah, and you feel I I mean I've always liked how they felt, and it's weird like it's. I think this is the weirdest thing that people who don't play instruments yeah. don't okay. understand is that yeah. you have a feeling with your guitar. Yeah. I could play any anyone else's guitar, but it won't feel the same. I know. It's, it's the weirdest thing ever. I select between these two guitars. So when I'm playing the Explorer, I, it doesn't feel like the type of guitar that should be like nasty solos on. Yeah. It's a rhythm guitar. It really is. Yeah. Like even when I play mine, I've got two of them, but I never... Like, you can play solos, but like it's basically, and it's I don't know if it's like something in our brain just from like the music we listen to, but I feel like the only time you can really like solo with an explorer is if you're playing like little things like Master of Puppets that do 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 like that's as far as it goes. Yeah. You're not gonna be sitting there, 
like it, the way that the guitar is designed, designed it's not yeah. really meant for that where compared bees, to a flying v you have i all the room in the world <laughs> I, that's what it really boils down to is that the i think it's the heavier the guitar has a lot to do with it so it's like the reason why you know you look at like Chuck Berry's guitar, big old motherfucker. Yeah, but it's a hollow body too. True, it so was it was, hollow body. it was pretty light. Uh huh. But it's just one of those things that it has more of that vibe of blues, and yeah. then like you have the like. There's a reason why no one plays a Gibson SG to do some like crazy. Yeah, it's not I mean, that guitar. You it's, get to the classical. Basically, it was like AC classic rock. That's why he. Yeah, that's why he played it. It's more about the because it's kind of like big and bulky, but it gives you. I don't know. Since it's big, it gives you more of the vibe of of trying to just work the uh, fretboard. You know, like mm-hmm. those guys just to, like Angus Young. Like you listen to his solos, they're not like the. Ooh, these are the most technical fucking solos yeah. of all time. No, it's just the way he did them on the. You know, it's like. He had this bluesy, but since he was like a spazzy motherfucker, yeah. he added this like little spazziness to the like. Yeah, because he was a little kid. Yeah, but he you was know, when he son- was in when he was originally in ACDC, yeah. he was sixteen years old. Think oh, about yeah. that shit, dude. That's the craziest thing ever. There's only two bands that had that were like they were either all young or at least one of them was young that I've had a lot of respect for because it's just like it's this weird like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a weird taboo thing. It's like you know, kids are supposed to be at school no matter what, like. You're when you're in a band, a rock and roll band, like that doesn't happen until you're like in your twenties, you know, like yeah. middle. You're twenty one, so you can go to the bar. Yeah, so and, like you've got ACDC with Angus Young being sixteen years old, and I remember when I found that out, I was just like, well, that's so weird. Like he was basically still going to school and playing these shows with Bon Scott, like dude, yeah, thirty insane. year old. Yeah, he was like old. And what's crazy about Angus Young? They knew they wanted him in the band when he was like. Or he should be in a band at like fourteen. Yeah, his brother and his brother's friends came over, and there he would be like, "Hey, watch my brother play." Yeah, and the, the Angus would be like, you know, play some like rock and roll stuff, and then he'd be like, "Nah, nah, nah, dude, see yeah. solos." And they, his friends would be like, who also played music, and Malcolm, like, his older fuck. brother's band, who was like, he was always the rhythm. Yeah, so it, it's one of those things. Being a good brother, I guess, in that aspect helped because yeah. instead of the brother being like a prideful dick and being like pushing nah, him down, fu- making sure yeah, you're fuck you, Angus, higher. I'm older than you. You're not as good as me. Like I'm better than you at guitar. Yeah, like just because you can solo doesn't take any talent. Like being mean just because he's like, but no, he's like, no, fuck yeah, we should have my brother in the mm-hmm. band, and he has his own. So that kind of brings us into the '70s. Now we kind of talked to. Yeah. Led Zeppelin in the late 60s. And we skipped see. over Beatles because fuck the Beatles. So. They're just overrated. I think yeah. that's really what it's like. I'm not going to diss them as a group, as a band, as musicians. Like, yeah. they are good in their own way. But yeah. I just, like... As a band, It's I kind just of don't... like you're fucking Justin Bieber. You're just like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> just please. I'm me. like, okay, we all know you were fucking famous and you did you did a bunch of fucking drugs and, you know, done. End of story. Like, okay. That's Go cool. away. <laughs> yeah. You know, like... You know, 70s was a very big era because you had your classic rock and then we saw the first of heavy metal. Yeah, really, the first of heavy metal was pretty much 1969 with Black Sabbath. I am Iron Man. And it's so weird when you listen to Black Sabbath, it just feels different. It's dark. it's the same era as you know Led Zeppelin, a lot of their shit. You know, like 69, Led Zeppelin, I think, first came out was that Stairway to Heaven? No, Stairway to Heaven no, Stairway was to Heaven was much. Oh, it was much later. It may have been even 74 or 76. I don't oh, okay. know. But it was on their fourth, you know, Led Zeppelin 4. There was one, two, three, four. 
Led Zeppelin one, I think, came out in like nineteen seventy, I think. But they started in like nineteen I think it was like nineteen sixty anywhere between nineteen sixty three to like nineteen sixty eight. Somewhere in that ballpark is when Led Zeppelin kind of formed. And like, you know, Led Zeppelin's got a very distinct sound. You hear them, you know it's them. Yeah. With Obviously the, with that banshee to... scream of yeah. Robert Plant, like you can't get it wrong. The crazy soul like the the bluesy, the bluesy solo. solo of uh jimmy page and then uh, john bonham john his bonham drumming the, yeah his drumming had a weird and you know like it's that's kind of like where i i don't know like me playing drums it's kind of like in between you know like i kind of learned to really love to play drums because of you but it was also like my dad and led zeppelin and kind of like included because yeah. like when i first started playing drums i was like 13 14 no i was like 14 or 15 i kind of learned things here and there led zeppelin is where i started like my dad tried to teach me my dad doesn't even play drums but he just like has a very intent ear to detail and um he tried showing me when the levy breaks i think because it was like dun 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 dun, dun, dun. like it had that weird like kind of like groove yeah. initially like, okay well a lot of the led zeppelin yeah and then it was basically they just worked super well together yeah it's like it's weird how certain bands like you get certain people that can just mold together mm -hmm. and somehow let all three instruments shine at the same time but still like not overpowering yeah. each other because it's like yeah like i'm thinking of they all had their own talents is it cashmere cashmere but after that part you have that yeah which that's got kind of like a beat but i'm thinking like the dun 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 yeah and it's almost mesmerizing even though the song gets a hair boring just because of how long it is but there's also a mesmerizing part of like i always feel like when i hear cashmere i always feel like i'm literally out in the desert like it's got a weird like bizarre sound to it you're just like you feel like weird it's like you're caught in a sandstorm or something you're just like blinded and you don't know what's going on but you're like it's sand for miles and you're like stuck but it's like you're in a whole i don't know it's a weird feeling to hear that song i i agree and i'm like every time i heard this song just so the audience knows i've never been stoned okay so it's like this is just like a feeling i have. i guess i feel very close to my music and that song alone just like gives you a weird like it's it's cool it's kind of creepy though yeah i love i just love it it makes me always kind of get the vibe of just like kind of like you said not necessarily a desert but yeah very just mesmerizing yeah like, i think of it almost just like i could just see like uh i don't know some just stuff coming around like uh i don't know maybe like a kaleidoscope type like oh, yeah yeah and then you just have the band's faces kind of like popping up at random like dun 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 yeah. dun, dun like it's just super trippy you can see where the that era though of like yeah. the drugs I don't know if they were do what LSD. drugs they were doing LSD. Well, LSD, and kind of, LSD and was created like in the sixties. Yeah, well created, but si you know, like it got let out by a bunch of they got the let out. No, um, by scientists they just kind of like just showed because they were doing experimentation. The military was doing experiments with soldiers to see what LSD did to people because it's not that odd. Military uses drugs, testing drugs at least during that time on soldiers because the Germans during World war two love to give meth. their yeah meth and there's a story before you know it's side tangent is that there was a story i had heard funny as fucking thing a finnish soldier 
during World War II had more or less overdosed on methamphetamine and had, no joke, did like a whole two weeks or something like that, literally just like as a ghost of the forest scaring the Russians, riding on skis, fucked up on meth, screaming, (laughs) screaming because he's having this crazy meth trip skiing through the forest as the russians are like what the fuck and all he hears these banshee screams from a meth head in the woods he gets shot several times gets blown up like twice i think by grenade lives he was on like a two-week meth trip thing survived did he he come back or did he kill did he kill russians died in like 1994 five or some shit like <laughs> so wait and did he yeah, also he had gotten several fights and had killed several russians during this thing too like fucked up on meth skiing through the mountains of finland i'm guessing is where he was at killing russians got shot several times got blown up by like two grenades still managed wounded getting wherever he finds his team because he got split up and all he had on him was all this meth basically and took it all to, i think it was like either to stay warm or something like that and just like went on a fucking meth craze for two weeks <laughs> and killed people while doing it. And I'm like, could you imagine being in the woods and all you hear is like the screams of one man? That's how. That's where Robert Plant got the idea for that. Yeah, his father was. One, one they, of those Russian soldiers? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he to, he heard the story. He told him the story. He's like, <laughs> but yeah. one day we had the, we had the crazy German. But, but yeah, yeah. How, getting back to music, it's like how much drugs pretty much influenced music. Yeah, I mean, for sure. it's like, it's kind of like a hit and miss. I mean, it worked in the 70s, but like if anyone did any of that shit now, I don't know if I'd be able to listen to it. Because I think music right now is very dead. It's so dead. Like, you know, there's nothing that anyone could say, oh, well, this band's really good. I'm like, I'm starting to see a little bit of stuff come out there, but the problem is, is that there's nothing new. And that's what it comes down to. Look at all those other bands that have become big, is that they had something unique about them. Perfect example, Red Hot Chili Peppers. They literally created a genre of their own. I mean, we had your classic rock, you had your heavy metal, you had your thrash, you had your speed, your power metal, all this shit. But then, you know, a little hidden gem of Red Hot Chili Peppers shows up and it's psychedelic rock and it had this weird, like, rappy groove to it. And everyone's like, what the fuck is this? It was weird, like, but it was a, it was different. And they fucking boomed. I mean, Red Hot Chili Peppers is a great band. They're awesome. And, like, now, like, as I said, I'm starting to see where it's like, there's music that I enjoy now, but I wouldn't say it's like, you know, genre changing. It's not the problem influential. If I- the problem I think is now is there's almost gotten to the point where there's too much money in it. Before it was like there was money in it where it was like, oh, you could be famous and rich, but take your time writing an album. Mm-hmm. Take your time. Well, the other like, thing is, need- is like there's a lot of bands and artists in general that are they are using too much production shit. Yeah, they're over. They're adding a bunch of these ambient sounds, and you know, there's drum fills that are like you know insane there's guitar riffs that have so much effects on them where it doesn't even sound it like there's no rawness to the music anymore that's why metallica was you know so favorable by people it's like when you hear kill them all and you hear that like distortion that clean distortion you know like that was a time when they had no click tracks they had nothing they had no pro tools to sit there and cut and paste 
it was like you got one take, get it done. Because you know, like they were if they were I know Metallica recorded like I think the first three albums like in their garage. Master Puppets, the greatest album, the album that ends up going into the Library of Congress for its influence on eighties rock and roll and America in general, was created in a garage. <laughs> their own garage, their own house garage. That's just what it was. And it's yeah. like, you know, they didn't rely on any of the production shit. And even, like, if you f- go to, you know, the Black album, like, that's the first time they were really in a studio. But, you know, that was before Pro Tools. So they had this little piece of tape or, you know, this roll of tape. They're like, all right, go. You know, they were still paying a price, though. They were Because it ta- costs money to do that stuff. Like, sometimes it's like $100, $200 an hour. And, you know, like, you got these guys that have, like, they're, they're nobody. And... They they don't have money, so it's like they had, you know, hey, I put in $200, that was like my paycheck for the two weeks, like, get it done, and, you know, they practice and practice and practice, like, every band during that era had done that, I mean, not even just that era, but, like, in general, Led Zeppelin or Queen, like, that's yeah. another band we forgot about, it was Queen, um, and Aerosmith, I mean, like, there's so many fucking yeah, bands out there. Yeah, there's too many bands, we yeah. could go on for hours. But, you know, like, they all... They studied their instrument. They studied what they played. Now it's just like, oh, don't worry. I'll just go through Pro Tools and fix it. Like, no. Like, that misses out on the whole thing. We have it too easy. Yeah. The thing is, is you got to remember, like like you're saying, pretty much when it came down to making a song, like, yeah, when you're recording a song nowadays, you can literally go section to section, just recording everything and, yes, fixing it. The only way to do it back then was literally cutting the tape and... Like gluing it it together and (laughs) then re-recording it onto one roll. So it was like, exactly. To If you fucked up, you can come to a stopping point. Yeah, but but it's like, like, there's only a limited amount of that tape. (laughs) Exactly. So it costs, if you're not that rich, it's like, well, we don't want to wait. The the more fuck-ups we have, the more money that costs us and we don't have a lot of money. So it's like, when we're recording, you know, Master Puppets, this has to be done right as many times as possible. And like as few times as possible and get it all done mm-hmm. because the more tape we waste, that's more money and yeah. we don't have that. So where nowadays, that's the thing. It's very easy for anyone to make a studio and record. I mean, back no, then it was very no, difficult. We, we have that. You know what I mean? Like even Wait, with we do? either right here or yeah. at my parents' house, like, you know, when we're recording our music, it's just like, we have it easy. Yeah. And, you know, like, I feel like in some way we've kind of, like, gotten a little soft on some of the stuff. Because, you know, like, back in the day when you and I were first kind of playing, you know, back in, like, high school, you know, it was, we studied what the fuck we played. And we, like, you know, we may have never even played a show. But, yeah. like, amongst you and I, we knew, like, all right, this has got to be very precise. Like, hey, we got to, you know, we're going to stop on this point And this has to be this tempo. Like, we were very on point about it. And in some way, once we started doing a little bit more recording, we're just like, yeah, we'll just fix it. Like, But the thing is, is the only nice thing about for us, and if you don't go into a real studio and you still have to record on your own, you can't really fix too much. That's the other right. thing. That's why hip-hop is so popular, because to record hip-hop, it's a lot easier to fix. Yeah. You know what I mean? Metal, you can't fix it. Like, if you're, go- if you're playing a rift and you're going... 
Yeah, you can't just like. It sounds weird if you just like cut it and then paste it with something else. Yeah, like try to fuse it together, especially when you're talking, talking like you know some riff. They'd be. I don't know some riff like that. So you go and you hit wrong notes. It's like you can't fix that. It's got to be redone. And I'll say this: I have a lot of respect for recording artists, no matter what genre it is, because we've experience that a little oh, bit it sucks it Dick. sucks so fucking much because like you find a song that you know you and i created and we love it absolutely love it like it just like man this one's really fun to play it's fun to play it sounds great i just love the aggression to it I just, it feels great but the more you record it and you're like fuck okay do it again all right do it again do it again you start like you don't want to fucking play it, and you're like that's the fucked up part it's like that's just recording it's not playing the song live that's just recording and you're just like i mean at one point i think we played like provoked i think we played it like what like 10 fucking times like in a row in you know like and that's like a what like six minute song five minute song yeah it's almost six minutes yeah so it's like all that like oh back and back we're just like okay it's got to be right here okay we got to tweak stuff here and then it's like yeah, because if you if you're playing metal, there's really like we said, there's no way yeah, to fix it. The the easiest thing we, we have tried, about, <laughs> we, we tried have, to make it sound legit. And it you sucks. can't. I I've gotten a lot better with how to make it sound a little more legit. But at your at the same time, though, maybe that's the issue. Is exactly everybody goes is trying to play in the nicest of studios because oh, I needed to sound perfect. But it's like having that learning how to just do it right instead of trying to rely on too much effects like yeah it's nice on technology in general yeah it's nice to don't get me wrong it's nice to have a modern amp and a modern guitar but to get too many pedals and just have oh we got to have fifteen thousand pedals ten thousand uh presets thousand did reduce (laughs) (laughs) it's like if the song sucks it just sucks yeah (laughs) there's nothing you can can fix But yeah, I mean, as so I said, it's, like if we're, if we're going into the our music, well, not necessarily just our music. I mean, any like recording I, when artists. it came to when it came to like the music that I fell in love with. They said I feel like a lot of the music I listen to now is probably because of you, just because like you know, sixteen years old. The first time, like I've told so many people this story, and I may have some parts here and there mixed up, but mm-hmm. from what I remember of it, it's like yeah. the first time in the early days of Zach and Cam. You know, sixteen years old, you were. I think you were the same age. No, you were young. You're I'm a little younger, but not so by you were much. like 15. Yeah. Um, I had my 16th birthday party, and I've never like growing up. I didn't have any birthday parties. It just wasn't a thing. I mean, I had the option, but like the most it was was like one person. I'd have like one specific friend stay the night, and you know that was it. The early days of Blockbuster and Pizza Hut, <laughs> and the good old days. The but, good old days. Um. But yeah, 16th birthday party, I invited a bunch of friends over. You were one of them. And yeah. a lot of people saw that I had that shitty Yamaha guitar with my shitty 10-watt amp. And they're like, oh, that's our, maybe I already had my my crate amp. I think it was just my 10-watt. Yeah. Um, but they had asked, like, oh, can you play anything? And I remember, I think I played, like, Enter Sandman. Like, the very beginning part of it, because that's, like, really all I knew. Yeah. And... You know, I played it and like, oh, that's pretty good. And then you had asked me, like, hey, can I can I check it out? I was just like thinking, like, oh, no one else can probably play like what I play, like whatever. So I gave it to you, and you fucking just like shredded, and it made it made me kind of mad because I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This dude literally just on my birthday put me on the spot like this, and like everyone was just like, yeah, you kind of suck. <laughs> and I was like, 
are you fucking kidding me? This yeah. motherfucker who I've just started becoming friends with totally just like ruined my image amongst my friends. But the thing wasn't that I think that's what determined you and I being friends is that you could have taken that, you know, one second rubbed, of fame and rubbed it in. And yeah. Been like, but no, yeah. you asked me, you're like, you know how to play drums? I was like, uh, kind of not really. You're like, no, hop on the drums. Let's play something. And that's where the friendship started because a lot of people I was friends with would have done the opposite of that. Yeah, Take their fame, a- rub it in your face and just like, <laughs> like that's it. But you didn't like you were different about it. And I think I was just like, well, we're going to suck. And you, your thing was you're like, it doesn't matter. We're having fun. That's saying, you know, like no matter what, if you're not having fun with something, like I told you before we started this episode, if we're not having fun with it, if it becomes too much yeah. of a job. It's no longer fun. Oh, don't yeah. do it. Don't do it, period. And, like, that's the way it came with our music. And as I said, like, I didn't really appreciate some of the bands that we listen to now until it was you. Like, you showed me the more deeper side of Metallica. Like, the most I knew was, like, not Inner Sandman, but, like, Unforgiven and Nothing Else Matters. Like, I remember listening to the Black Album. I remember borrowing the CD. I was like, yeah, whatever. But, like, you had told me, like, dude, no, you need to listen to Harvester of Sorrow. That's the first Metallica song that wasn't on the Black Album that I had ever heard. You're like, you need to listen to Harvester Star. You're like, oh, the, the clean guitar, it sounds creepy, dude. You got to listen to it. And I was just like, whoa. Hearing that, like that weird, like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, it's a very creepy song. So, yeah, we definitely. Which is crazy. I don't know if you knew this. I found this out way later. That song's about a murder. You know? Yeah. Harvester Sorrow is about a murder. I think it's like a father got drunk and killed like the wife or something like that uh-huh yeah and he's like drink up shoot in let the beatings begin it's about like him beating the shit out of someone and killing them and i think i'm pretty sure that's what it's either that or it's like you know i know it was based around a murder more or less i know that much which i was like whoa a fucking metallic song about murder that's like Mayday. some slayer shit maybe Mega. <laughs> but, like, you know, then we get into, like, Slayer. Now, when okay. you showed me Slayer, though, like, I mean, oh, fuck like, yeah. Rain and Blood, I was just like. Slayer! Well, you see, when I heard Slayer for the first time, I was like, this sucks. I don't yeah. know why you would listen to this. Like, I was like, it's so fast, I can't hear what the fuck they're playing. The guitar solos just sound stupid. But I didn't appreciate Slayer until you showed me God Hates Us All. And I it was slowed down a little bit, and I heard the aggression. I heard the lyrics. I was just like, fuck, dude. Yeah. What the fuck is this? This is insane. Oh yeah. And Slayer. then I learned like Slayer's like a whole other entity of metal. Like that's they have their own, especially what really set Slayer apart for me. So we have the big four. Yeah. Since we're into the eighties, we'll just start here. The obviously we talked about Metallica a little bit. Now Slayer. Now the Slayer. thing with Slayer that in my heart, it's always when it comes to just Music that I'm going to listen to till the day I die, for sure. Like, it's Metallica Slayer, straight up. And Slayer always has one little thing in my heart a little bit above Metallica. We've talked about it, that Metallica, when it comes to technicality, they're just next level. No one touches them. But the thing about Slayer is the technicality, it's fast, it's difficult, but it's like, it's not the same kind of... If you play the instrument, you would see the difference. But the biggest thing with Slayer is, yeah, it's it's the... uh, aggression yeah it's the uh the, the hateful lyrics oh yeah it's the hateful lyrics and just like especially what a, really i think s- what's cool is like it was the they, they do topics that are extremely taboo to yeah you know, you're not like supposed to murder s- <laughs> murder <laughs> 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 but it's 
Yeah, get the what the album that really got me into Slayer because Rain and Blood's good, and then like yeah. we gotta talk about Show No Mercy and Hello Eights are like Show No Mercy. Show does, no, Black Black Magic was the first yeah, like it, off that like I love that song. It does have some like honestly some Iron Maiden tendencies and like it's pretty good. Hello Eights is pretty terrible, unfortunately. But <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, that's the best song. <laughs> Say ya. Dude, Seance. that song is Seance. creepy. When you first hear that, you're just like, "What the fuck is this?" Seance. But that, yeah, as you said, that's the, like the best song on that album. So don't even bother wasting your yeah, time. Yeah, don't. But then, what really sold it for me for Slayer was either South of Heaven, but the biggest one, Seasons in the Abyss. Oh, yep, of course that one. That I mean, I go back and listen to that. That is their injustice for all. And when we say that, you know, we're if you know later on in episodes, we're always going to talk about albums at some yeah. point. When we say it's the Injustice for All of their band, it's their because Injustice for All had every every song was good. No matter if it, like if you're going to one or you're going to Fred Ends of Sanity or you know even To Live Is to Die, like it still it was just like overall great. You had great music, like writing was yeah. fucking amazing. Every song holds up. Yeah, like a lot of albums, it's like you're going through them and you're just like. Okay, this one's good. Song, it's, it's, yeah. song one, song one is good. Song two, you're like, okay, this is good too. And then you get to song three, you're like, this sucks. Song yeah. four, a lot of albums are like that. Song five, yeah. six, ugh. like, see, like, here's the thing: is the reason why Injustice for All would be rated to us mm-hmm. as you know, like, that's the best of the best, is because like Master Pups is a great album, obviously. Yeah. But there's one song in particular that I've never really had a thing for, and I know a lot of people may be like, what the fuck? It's just because it's. It's just, it doesn't fucking tick with me. It's such a weird song. It almost doesn't even seem like it fits. The thing that should not be. (laughs) It just, it doesn't seem to make sense. And I'm just like, all right. I mean, it's just something different. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't really, like, and then, you know, then you go to, you know, uh, Ride the Lightning. Ride the Lightning, the song that doesn't really fit there with me is probably Escape. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. weird. It just it, like it, it's like it's almost like a teenage angst. <laughs> like I want to run away. <laughs> you're like, okay. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Escape with the whole like, yeah. um, dun 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 dun. Yeah, kill them all. Kill them all was like it was good. It's a great album. I love the grittiness to it. But there's still a couple songs in there. Specifically, I think my least favorite song on there is Seek and Destroy. I don't like that song. It's slow. I'm like, I'll listen to Phantom Lord because Phantom Lord has that very melodic part where you're, you hear the first of like what makes Metallica different. And you hear that little like solo thing. You're just like, whoa, this is different. All time favorite Kill 'Em All song. It's a tough one. Honestly, like Whiplash. Whiplash, fast as fuck. That's my number one for that album. There's just something that... Yeah. There's good songs on that, but there's something about Whiplash that just that... Specifically, I think the reason... Like, Whiplash was not always my favorite. I think Four Horsemen or Motor Breath used to be my favorite, but the reason why Whiplash has become my favorite, at least recently, is because of Live in Mexico City. Mm. Dude, it's it sounds so good. And one of the guys I work with who listens to Metallica, we would listen to it at work together because like i'll bluetooth his fucking headphones to mine and we'll be listening to it and we're just like this sounds great like it's lars at his prime oh, fucking yeah. double bass it just sounds so evil like yeah. it just sounds fucking mean and then you got james with his fucking vocals were just on point that like uh yeah. you hear seek and destroy on that album and he's just like all right 
It just yeah. sounds. It's almost like what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> is this death? <laughs> I just love. I love what I what I always have loved about Whiplash and what the you know where uh, I first listened to Whiplash and it really got me into it what? was uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Underground. Yeah, because I always it just went so good with skateboard. It went so good with with skateboarding in that game. You know, just like especially gives you energy. Yeah, you're going down the like if you're in the game, you're going down the hill. It's like because it kind of starts out quiet. You know what I mean? And then it goes into you know, and it also has this very just like party vibe yeah. almost like which you don't get you that just a lot in fucking metal. like just yeah you want to go fucking crazy yeah because most Acting of the time like a maniac whiplash <laughs> yeah most of the time in metal it's kind of more of like this yeah it makes you go crazy but it's kind of just like a darker vibe all yeah. the time like oh but this is this so it's just it's has that rock and roll like 80s just like it's, let's a drive, have fun. it's, a, it's got that driving sound yeah let's it's have, like acdc's you know acdc yeah. every song's a driving song ac for acdc i mean yeah you just it's got that that speed, that perfect yeah. speed of just, and like I said, and it's his lyrics make it where it's, you know, it's not about something complicated. It's not something about. It's literally about going crazy. Yeah, just, <laughs> just like, just, just like fucking go crazy to where you give yourself whiplash. Yeah, whiplash. Yeah, and it's like, and it's that's when honestly, thrasher. I mean, honestly, that's when Kirk was a fucking savage. Yeah, on guitar, like he honestly, that's when he was the best. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they told him to tone it down a little bit. If James just kind of like got jealous of like Kirk fucking tone it down a little well, bit. See, that's like, the other thing. Use it's the like, wall pedal with them. I mean, you've you've it, you and I have seen the documentaries and stuff like that. It's like they always pushed each other, and that's what really. Yeah. And it's not just like obviously. I mean, people who play in, an instrument play specifically like guitar, or drums, something like that, and they know who Metallica is. Obviously, those musicians know. What makes Metallica great besides just the musicality? It's the fact that they downstrum almost all the time. Yeah. James Heffield has the right hand of God <laughs> because Master of Puppets playing that downstrum is not easy. Or Creeping Death. Creeping Death, the, you know, the distinct, like, like, he's doing an E minor chord, but not doing an E minor chord. He's str- downstrumming the top string, and then every other note, more or less, he's pressing down on the a and d string on like the second press so he's like and you can't do that alternate it picking. Is, oh hell no it's if very do hard it, it throws you off tempo if you do it all alter- especially that one alternate picking it's gonna sound really sloppy yeah. that's the thing you master could- puppets I've, that's the other thing i found out the reason why like you really hear it if you play an instrument if you play specifically guitar and you try to replicate Master of Puppets, that like if you play that alternate picking and then you try it downstreaming, you'll hear the difference. Like guaranteed, you'll hear it because the distortion isn't as chunky. When you're alternate picking, it sounds lighter. Like I can alternate pick that part. Actually, yeah, I, I alternate pick most of the time just because I don't really. I'm not trying to be Metallica. I'm just yeah. wanting to play just because it's it's a good warm up. That's a very good warm up. Because like. It uses all fingers. Yeah, all fingers. But, yeah, when you're going... Like, it sounds differently when you're down strumming. The distortion's a lot thicker. I think it's because you're palm muting. You know, like... Like, compared to just doing this, I don't know. It's it's weird. Like, literally, alternate picking just sounds different compared to... Well, like you just said, it's because I think the amount of pressure... Yeah. Like, when you're alternate picking, you don't put as much... Uh, emphasis like as much strength yeah. and that's why honestly james 
was actually fairly muscular in the day. Yeah. All just because I always said like for the it's because of his down picking that it takes but, you know, like, Double the way the it energy. was so easy for him is because he had his guitar so fucking low. Yeah. <laughs> he would have that guitar, like, at his shins. And, you know, he had such long arms, basically. Like, it's de- when you're doing this fully extended, is a lot different than just doing, you know, when your arm's bent. Because your fucking arm starts crunching up. You know what I mean? Like, I sometimes get there where I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck this. Well, not dude. only that... Now you're, instead of when it's up higher, you can kind of like use your elbow a little bit. Yeah. When it's really low, no elbow. It's all wrist. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's. <laughs> James, come on. That's Kirk's job. <laughs> I got to keep my, James is like, I got to keep come my. Come on, re- guys. Let's stop beating on each other. Well, we can still beat on each other. He's but. like, I got it. James, James tells him, he's like, yeah, I got a show later tonight. <laughs> I got to keep this wrist fresh. <laughs> I can't be I can't be expending my energy <laughs> fucking tricking myself up when I gotta play a show tonight. But you know, like okay, so we got Metallic, we got our got thrash Slayer. metal. Well We got Slayer. I mean, like, let's be honest here. I, we have to touch on one band Anthrax me. Fuck them. Uh, Testament? No, because they weren't technically the big four, but That's we can get true, into that. That's true, but I feel like Testament. I know they should have so been. Good. They're just a couple years late. But no, we have to talk about because we talk about Metallica. Megadeth. <laughs> Just like the bus, just like the pie, pie, like I (laughs) when I first heard Megadeth, I forget what song it was. It may have been uh, Symphony of Destruction, but the thing was, I think what really like I enjoyed how it sounded. But as I got older, I started realizing that I think Dave Mustaine's insane. It's Dave Mustaine insane. Because specifically, sweating bullets. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, me. It's me again in my misfits way of life. And the way he talks, he's like, a dark black past is my (laughs) most valued possession. (laughs) Like, he has so many songs where he, like, questions his lyrics. (laughs) I don't know. Like, it just seems like he questions them. I mean, what's the other song? Um... It's off of Endgame. Endgame is the best out. That's their Justice for All, if you ask dig me. Dig it, I love... Now, <laughs> I think my thing is, like, I love Rest in Peace Pol- Polaris, but, like, I don't know. Like, there's still some songs that I don't like. No, they're, 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 it's not a perfect album. Mm-mm. A lot of people consider it, like, it, the Injustice for All, yeah. but it's not. I mean, if you that's around that era, but it's, yeah. it's just not. Endgame, to me, like, Endgame, it may have been later in the career, but goddamn, every song, every song so is good. Because, like, Head Crusher, oh, yeah. fucking 44 Minutes. I mean, 44 Minutes was, like, the molding for you and I. Yeah, the just best. like, whoa, what the fuck, dude? Like, this song. Shit just waited to happen. <laughs> <laughs> And it what I've always thought about like I want to just I want to fucking do a song a parody where it's uh, I'm doing Dave Mustaine's lyrics like his his uh, I'm sorry his uh not lyrics his fucking vocals yeah like make a parody song yeah it was I was si- oh that's what I, I was at work because I fucking hate my job but I'm like I'm sitting there at work just like trying to keep myself happy because I'm like okay I'm gonna quit this place in another yeah. year so I gotta just try to stay happy like. And I'm like, I'm just, I was singing in the Dave Mustaine vocals. I was like, I can't wait to quit this job. <laughs> can't wait. wait. I can't wait to quit this job. His ramen noodle hair. Yeah, he's like, yeah. and when you see him live, I don't know if he used to do this when he was younger, but when he's uh in his modern, but he's like, when he, I saw the couple times I saw him live, he was always like this, like, 
Yeah, and it was waited to happen. <laughs> and he was like, hide his face behind Well, not only that, but when you did see him actually, like, when you saw his face, it was so stiff. He's like, <laughs> like, his mouth barely moves. <laughs> I mean, he's uh, Dave Mustaine is still Dave Mustaine. Like, I feel like he's, but, he's an attitude in itself. Yeah, the thing with him was, honestly, what makes Megadeth so good is honestly just learning the history of, like, this fucker basically got kicked out of Metallica. So if you didn't know, he was the original lead guitarist of Metallica. Gets kicked out, starts his own band. That basically, actually, and doesn't Metallica like take most of his gear? They just literally kick yeah. him off of a fucking bus. Yeah, his parents. He was in a, tra- was in a trailer. Like his parents were rich. Apparently, I think that's yeah. the story. His parents were rich, and Metallica. His alcohol problem was just too much. And the other thing was, it's like if you really look at it, David Sane just didn't fit in with Metallica. He was a great guitarist, but like he also wanted to be a lead music, lead singer. And yeah, that's like so it worked out. He, yeah, he, it really did. Like we, it got, was mean, kind of what they did per se. Oh, it, but it it's was like very fucking mean. Yeah, they stole his gear, and not only that, they kicked him like. They, they kicked him out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, they could have went, They could have kicked him out when they were still in California. Like they already knew they had Kirk yeah. basically on the line waiting in New York. They like pretty much were already told like, "Hey, we got a badass guitarist yeah. for you. As long as you like him, he's in like, yeah. New York when you record this album." So they already knew they could have because I read Dave Mustaine's autobiography, and yeah, he's basically like. Yeah, they were like put let making him sit in the trailer. They're like, oh yeah, sorry dude, not enough seats up here. You got to sit in the trailer with the gear yeah. while we drive. Who is this, Kurt? Dave Mustaine. Oh, they've Jesus also Christ. made him sit in the fucking trailer. Like, yeah, that's where you get to sit. And then they kick him out. Like they w- open up the trailer and basically be like, okay, you're out. Yeah. And it's like it's fucked up. But what made da- that's what makes Dave Mustaine and Megadeth so awesome is like he basically was like. Fuck you. I mean, he made songs like fucking mechanics. Like, yeah. how much more of a fuck you can you get than copying? Well, not even copying. Basically, he. No, well, I mean, he wrote it, but like, yeah, he Bas- he released f- mechanics, which is Four Horsemen. Yeah, sped it up, made it even faster than Metallica, just to be like, yeah, I can play faster. And same kind of lyric progression. It still yeah. the melody was still the fucking same. He made the drums where they're even harder, so fuck you, Lars. Yeah. And then, yeah, he just releases it. And they're like, hey, like, you know, that's obviously like Metallica's song. He's like, well, you know, I wrote it. He, well, they can't sue him for that because, well, because he wrote it. Well, because they they gave Dave the fuck you. See, they gave him a fuck you, too. They're like, well, sorry, Dave. You wrote those songs, too. You're co-creator. So instead of us, like, I mean, I guess that was the nice thing, per se, is they did give him lyrical credit or, like, music credit so he did get per se money well, legally from that. they had to obviously they can't sit there and steal the music i mean there was proof that he actually wrote it so. yeah so it's one of those things they had to kind of do it but that was his like fuck you back like okay well you know because they could have said well any of the day they could have been like nah we're gonna just not play these songs anymore like james yeah. could have said we're not playing that four horsemen it's not a song anymore by Metallica because we're not giving him any fucking credit on our album. Well, then they'd have to get rid of like the first two albums. <laughs> More well, or less. a couple songs. Yeah, like, a couple songs off the second album. But most. What of the was first... the first? The first. It was um. It was four songs off of Kill 'Em All and two off of. Yeah, two. Um. It was which is crazy. That's a you know Ride the Lightning. Call the Cthulhu is Hangar 18. The same notes. It's same, same notes, note only, only Dave Mustaine's playing the full chord. And in distortion. Instead, instead of... Instead you go... Like that weird... Yeah, Megadeth is awesome. So, 
we'll skip we'll get off of the big four and we move on to like the 90s i just say we kind of put 90s and modern day music they should obviously be in the same i mean yeah. 90s you got the grunge i mean you have to separate that from everything else you get nirvana right. yeah pearl jam Soundgarden, alice in chains alice in chains is like one of those hidden gems to me like yeah, Nirvana's not, great. Nirvana's great. I I love them. I mean, there's nothing better than listening to fucking smells like Teen Spirit and hearing Kurt Cobain's just fucking yeah. belt. His like, vocals. Are yeah. Just, they're, they're it, it was weird. He had a little bit of a yodel. I mean, like yeah, he, the weird sound. It was something yeah. different. He's like his. It, the thing I always make fun of him. It kind of sounds like it works though. It kind of sounds like mm-hmm. his voice is cracking. Yeah. Like that's what he, he's like. All apologies. Yeah. And it'll be like stuff that, like that. That's the yodel. Da, 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 da. And it's like yeah. this. He does it better than I'm doing it. But it's like this. There's certain songs he does it more than others. Like right. Teen Spirit, he doesn't really do it much. Mm-hmm. It's just. But on a lot of his songs, he has that little like voice crack. Yeah. It's like, yeah like, oh, what's the. Is it? Is it all apologies? There's all one, apologies, he does it. Um, there's one that he does it really bad that I can't. Rape think. me? it's the one that's like come as you no it's not come as you are he did it like more in the early days of nirvana is it all about a girl maybe but i think they only did release that in acoustic that was like mtv unplugged either way i mean he does yeah we'll have to i'll probably end up listening to him and then we'll try to put it in the description below but below yeah um yeah, so Nirvana, yeah, was very good, but like Pearl Jam was another one. I oh, feel yeah. Pearl Jam was only popular for the to me. I think when it came to like what is Pearl Jam and what people fell in love with Pearl Jam is that first album. Yeah, it's the it's the best. Yeah, album. it's got all the best songs. Most of the songs you've heard from Pearl Jam are from that first album. And what I love about Pearl, I like how we're just gonna also make fun of, <laughs> <laughs> make fun of it. We're, we're, <laughs> it's like your typical South Park, like. Yeah, like no, we all know. Rest, rest, rest on a pillow made of concrete. Oh, girl. And the way he's like the. He's if like you watch, yeah, if you watch him live, he's got this like. <laughs> he's like Jim Carrey or something. Like the way he moves, you know, over exaggerated. <laughs> Here's your takeaway. Yeah. Like before he even comes up to the mic, he's like, <laughs> almost like ex- warming his face up. He's like, okay. Tip of the tongue, teeth and lips. And he's like, you're right on. I love Pearl Jam. Yeah. I mean, that first album is great. He has his own, because they distinguish their own vibe. Yeah. That's where it leads us. We'll just kind of. Let's ignore Soundgarden, by the way. <laughs> I the mean, only song that Chris I enjoy Cornell, by them, Black honestly, Horse Sun. Yeah, Black Horse Sun. <laughs> he was a great, he was a great vocalist. It's just that the band was kind of just, I don't know, it didn't have the and same well, yeah, vibe. Yeah, because like you got Audio Slave and you got Soundgarden, which to me was basically like one of the same. You know, yeah. hardcore Soundgarden fans be like, "That's wrong." Shut the fuck up. It is the <laughs> same fucking thing. As long as you get the same singer, it's the same concept as Creedence Clearwater Revival. Remember when when the singer and left and then they tried they tried to sue him yeah. because his band sounded like CCR, but. They were like, the singing sounds like CCR. Well, duh, it's his voice, you <laughs> fucking idiots. Like, you can't what do you own his fucking voice. They're like, you can't do that. You have to sing differently. You have to like, sing like Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> they're 
they look up at the contract. They're like, did, wait, did he sign this contract with the devil? When he signed the contract, they they look it up. He's like, did he say, did he say he couldn't sing this in a different band? Fuck, we motherfuckers. They're like, they call up the devil. Beep, beep, beep. The number for the devil, of course, 666. 911. No, 666 for the Satan. And they're like, ring, ring. Satan. We have, John, is, we have John Def- Fogarty over here trying to sign his own band. And he didn't you get Devil it? support, how may I help you? <laughs> Sorry, Satan can't come to the phone right now. He's shoving a pineapple up Hitler's ass. <laughs> I'll see if he's got an appointment at three. Give me one second. Please hold. You click, 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 click. Please hold. He's currently fucking, he's currently fucking Saddam Hussein in the ass. He'll be with you in just a moment. South Park reference. He's, he's currently busy right now. Satan here. How may I help you? <laughs> he's finally like, stop it, Saddam. <laughs> He's like, he's like, sorry guys, we, uh, how would, how would Satan sound? South Park Satan. Yeah. <laughs> like a gay hillbilly. <laughs> you thought Stop Satan. Saddam. <laughs> he's like, stop, go. I'm trying to, Saddam, quit following me. I'm trying to get a, Saddam. I'm out about John Fogarty's contract and what I signed. Oh, that feels good, oh. Saddam. He's he like, did you? Oh, poodle nuggets. We didn't sign his voice and make it a part of the contract. Well, we'll get him next time. Bye. And they're like, yeah. But yeah, it's like one of those things that when you have the same singer, it's kind of like, it's going to sound somewhat yeah. like the same. Band. But now him, he was a great vocalist. And so was to keep us going, I guess. Like that was the 90s grunge. You know who brings, who like comes to mind. What's the lead singer of Soundgarden's name? Uh, Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell. He's a great singer. And, and he, he's dead. And he killed himself. And, <laughs> which, this is how we can get the transition, the connection. Yeah, he was trying to be a Christmas ornament. Sorry. Oh, here it is. Sad but true. Chris Cornell's dead. Hey, have a true. Yeah. Hey, hey, Chris Cornell. <laughs> hanging like a Christmas ornament. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Watch him swing. You know, he's already dead. <laughs> it's like. Uh, what? <laughs> hey, hey! And even James got to swing like, to the beat. Got to swing to the beat. <laughs> even James is like, even James is looking around like he's watching only my scapegoat. I just want to know who's gonna attack me for this one. <laughs> is, that, is anyone even paying attention to what I'm saying right now? Everybody in the audience. These are deep lyrics. <laughs> oh my god! I love James's lyrics. Ah. They're uh, so deep. So He's deep. talking about Chris Cornell swinging. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> I totally know the lyrics. I'm totally paying attention. Okay, so we got to get back so, yeah. on track here. Sorry. So, so Chris Cornell. Fuck Chris him. Cornell. Sad but Drew. <laughs> transition us into someone else. A double pendulum's pendulum swing. I'm going to take a guess here. Chester Bennington. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Hold on. Uh oh, that was toxic male tendencies at its form, at its deepest form. This is or this is DJ Crypto Mad Mac Cam Attack. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't okay. know. Said my trip. Uh, on last episode, well, 
<coughs> the episode I did with Red Aloney or Red Five Six Three, we talked about how like lately I was gonna be start being more DJ. Like on this show, we'll just remember how we kind of talked yeah. about it would be more radio. Yeah. That's our new, we try to be more radio. But well, so, here's the thing is like with Chester Bennington, you know, I'm sorry. It, we, we no, it's good. It tra- that's what I was going to say. Transitions. It does, but we're also missing a good portion of yep. some of the 90s. No, don't say it. I'm going to guess it now. Okay. Do not say it. <laughs> we're <laughs> skipping this band. We're no, not come doing on, it. Come on. Limp Dispick. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> you fucking know I was going to bring them up. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> I bought this wig for Halloween. And I'm, I'm gonna pull my wig hair out. <laughs> I can't make, fucking do it. We're not talking about Limbistic. <laughs> we're not doing it. I mean, it's not happening. You're right. Well, we can't. No, we, okay. The, we cra- can br- the craze we, of Limbistic. We can briefly talk about Limp Dick Biscuit. Limp Bitch Tits. I think of always Limp Bisquick. <laughs> Maybe I'm just always this hungry. Pancake soft. <laughs> <laughs> Too much egg. <laughs> the newest album by Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Limp Biscuit is pancake falling over. It's like, it's like when you lift a pancake up when it's, it's not, not all we cook. It just falls apart. And that's the song. He's like, teach me, teach me, teach me how to make a pancake. Keep flipping, 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 yeah, flip. What? Flipping, flipping. Hold. Wait till it cooks on the other side. <laughs> Fred Durst. Durst. <laughs> Fred Durst. West Borland, I like him as a guitarist. I think the reason... The, who, who, he's a guitarist, West Borland. The reason why I like him... Why? It's because when he would he would do like body paint. Have you seen some of his costumes that he makes? He does body paint and he'll put like contacts in and some really weird shit. But it looks super fucking cool. Like borderline tribal shit. Like... I mean, we're, we're talking like Amazonian tribe shit. Like, you look at some of his costumes. I mean, I think he does it in. He's wearing a costume in um, Rolling, the music video for Rolling. Look at his rolling, costume. Rolling, rolling, rolling. They're catchy songs, but like it's typical frat boy music. Yeah. I mean, rolling, 90s, rolling, it was like rolling, rolling. white man's fucking. I Rap, don't know, it's rock, metal fuck. thing. Kid rock. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's. Yeah, we'll we, go we, into. We can't, we can't talk about this all goddamn day. Yeah, I know. So, so we'll go into Chester Bennington. Which Chester Bennington. So that brings kind of like new metal, right? Yeah. Do you almost consider yeah. them Corn, Rob Zombie, Disturbed? You would all consider that. Corn, like a you new- know how Corn got their name? They looked at their own shit because that's their music. Well, it has something to do with shit. Apparently, this was on Stevo's podcast. I think he did an interview with Jonathan Davis. They were at a house party and someone was talking about shrimping. You know what shrimping is, right? Oh my god. Alright, for viewers, adult viewer viewers discretion. only. <laughs> viewer discretion, advise. Viewer discretion. Shrimping, if you don't know what that is, there's also other terms for it, but shrimping is the only term. Um it's where a guy fucks either a guy or a girl. <laughs> I'm splashing holy water. Yeah, in my you, ears. can you get me too? <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks. <sighs> I'm hot. It's. I feel like a thinner. <laughs> I'm a thinner. <laughs> You're both here, like fanning you. Are you milking your hair? Butter, butter, Pony, Ponytail says, "Don't fuck with me." Pigtail say, "Please hold these while you fuck with me." <laughs> but anyway, corn. Uh, you know, they were at this house party and somewhat shrimping. Goddamn, I got off talking. Yeah, shrimping. It's a guy that fucks either a male or a female and finishes in their butthole it has to be a butthole and then they (laughs) before i get sick 
They then proceed to take a straw and put it in said asshole and <laughs> get a little bit of a milkshake. Oh, God, we get sick. Well, the name corn came from because someone <laughs> at this house party had apparently done that. And when they went to smile or they were talking, they had corn in their teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things it's like that see i don't know what movie it's from i think it might be little nicky steve buscemi yeah buscemi buscemi he's like you ever think god stays in heaven because he's in fear of what he's created <laughs> when i hear about shrimping that's exactly what i think of i'm like you ever think god basically at some point after humans Whatever we did, whatever we decided, whatever path we're going to, God finally just <laughs> was like, uh, basically forsaked us all. Was like, these these things are I fucking just, psychos. I want to stay up here forever. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I thought I thought I created like chimps and animals, and they were fucked up. They yeah. kill each other, rape each other, but humans take it next level. They go to a. I point don't know where, what the fuck I did wrong there. Yeah, he's like, and Satan just like, please stop it, Saddam. Stop. <laughs> But yeah, okay, so we got new metal, we got yeah, corn disturbed, Lincoln Park. Right, Lincoln that's Park all new metal. Like, yeah, it is all new new metal. Technically, Limp Bitch Tits falls into that too. <sighs> but yeah. that's like nineties, late nineties, early two thousands. You got Lincoln Park as like early early two thousands. Um, yeah, first time I heard Limp or God damn it, first time I heard Lincoln Park, it was I'm trying to think of. I think it was I was like. Anywhere between ten to thirteen, that's like that's teenage music back in our day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that was the music. Lincoln Park specifically for me it was the Matrora album. Love that album. I had that. I play that thing on repeat all the time. But like Hybrid Theory got one step closer in the end. Num or Numb was Matrora. Um, yeah. But like all these fucking popular songs. I mean, it it was just it was phenomenal. Phenomenal. It was phenomenal, but it was something different. I mean, it was it was it was like rap, hip hop, metal. He had the aggression of Chester's vocals. Yeah, he did the deepness. Yeah, and that's the thing is, you know, like a lot of people, are like, oh, I didn't see it coming. You know, Chester killing himself. Like, dude, I mean, his lyrics literally said about that in the end, and numb. And yeah. the song Given Up, like, come on, dude. And like, Given Up was literally like a cry for help. I mean, it's a damn shame. When I heard that he had died, I was just like, fuck, dude. Like, most deaths that happen, like, in music, I didn't really think too much about. I was just like, eh, I mean, that sucks, whatever. But Linkin Park with Chester, that was that was a little rough. Like, yeah, we made, like, we made jokes. But then at the same time, though, seriously, suicide is obviously something that Shit. people, it just goes to show that, I mean, for him, they basically made more like cries for help. But look at like uh, Robin Williams. Yeah. You know, it was one of those things where sometimes the most successful, happy people are actually really depressed. <laughs> yeah. And that's what drives them. Unfortunately, like people don't realize that if you can like have a certain type of depression, there's two types. I feel like like there's depression of you can't get out of bed. You can't do anything. And then there's like they almost consider it like anxiety and depression where it's like you're depressed all the time, but then you become like so depressed that the only way to keep yourself out of depression is by doing stuff. Yeah. And then it's like, you do so much stuff. And then when you finally kind of reach the end, you're like, well, now what do I do? 
it's like okay because like i deal with depression i mean i i think everybody does at some level yeah and like, there's like a there's a level of like you know how much your depression you know how p- powerful it can be yeah i mean <clears throat> like yeah i mean i've had there was several really low moments where it's just like yeah. you just can't you're like in a rut and you can't and Get like out of it I mean, like one thing with me is like I, 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 it's like the beginning of me going into a rut is like when I like get off of work and like I don't listen to music and I don't talk and I just or not I guess talk or sing anything to myself or like I just I drive home in silence and it's like you get so tired of everything, overwhelmed with life and work and all that stuff. Like you just don't want to. You're you're tired to listen to music. You're tired to think about anything you just sit there as a drone and just like you just drive just home. Go next step next yeah. step and see i think this is kind of a side tangent obviously about mental <clears throat> health but a lot of music people uh i'll talk about one more person that kind of transitions us to modern times that basically in their lyrics straight up basically said i'm gonna kill myself this way but and whenever when they died everybody was like wait what it's like he yeah. literally said it but anyways real quick yeah, I think the reason why humans, because even that, the, you know, you become famous celebrity, you think, oh, your life's exciting. Money doesn't but, buy happiness. Well, it's not just that. <clears throat> humans were not meant to live doing the same shit every day. Like we were meant to almost die on a regular basis and have catastrophes. Like you're living at home or like you got your hut, you got your family, you got your community. And the fucking levee breaks, but you know what I mean? Like something, the, the, the river floods and it starts washing away your guys' crops and stuff. And people yeah. got to try to salvage as much corn and resources they can before it all gets swept away. Oh, and like, that, 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 you got to salvage your corn. He's like Shat. It's like fucking Scooby. It's like no. It's it's basically Skrillex before Skrillex came out. He didn't realize he, but he's doing it with his mouth. He's like, and it's basically Skrillex because you know what I mean. Before dubstep. And then it goes that. And I always like think it's funny how they'll say like random shit before the bass drop. They're like pork and beans. The one I always think is like would be funniest or it's like or cool. It'd be like now we're all going to die. I've heard some where it's like Barbara Streisand. Oh, we we gotta make an episode where it's just all about stupid things to say before a bass drop. <laughs> you- Pussy lips, boom. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. We just we make a ten second little s- song, and that's our that's our TikTok niche. He's like, come farts. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's our TikTok niche. We got it. We figured out. I'm gonna start making those videos. Our TikTok niche is. We're just gonna. Buy, buy, I'm gonna make a little. I might even do it with my voice. Put it through some effects and just do like a. <laughs> And then we just insert whatever we want, and then blah, 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 and that's it. And then it just stops. So it's like every time it's a new joke, but it's so simple. Just yeah, like come fires, like and it's just something different every day. Like every other day, it's just a a, a two word before the bass drop. Like Jason Voorhees from Under Cheese. <laughs> it's just like. 
You just gotta do everything. I mean, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Bezos gets into shrimping. Blah, 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 like, blah. But Bubba Gum Shrimp isn't what you thought. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Jeff Bezos Standriff. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's like. That loud thing that people will put on like videos just to be like. Loud porn noise, like just like over the top. Like they recorded it and they made sure they turned up like the treble and like the volume as loud as possible. So it just blares your fucking speaker. You're like, it's just like, like, I'm not watching uh, porn at work. But so get it back to another. Now we're going modern day before we wrap this up. And then it's like, I know you and I kind of talked about. Oh, I guess let me bring it back to one last guy that basically killed himself on lyrics. That's modern day. Have you ever heard of Juice World? Yeah. He says in his songs, like all the time, he's like, one day these pills are going to kill me. He's like, I, I I, used to take the drugs. Now the drugs take me. And like, all Master sh- Puppets? Well, kind of, I guess, but he's like a big drug addict. And it's yeah. like, he's blatantly singing a song like, I love doing these drugs. I made a deal. And he even says like, he made a deal with the devil, but I think I can eat my cake, have my cake and eat it too. And I'm not going to have to have yeah. my time with the devil and like kind of some creepy shit, but more or less getting at like, he's going to get somewhat famous that l- he says something like legends never die. So like, he's going to die young. And make this music, and then he's how old get, was he? You know? He was like twenty four. He was young. I think the thing is, like, people make excuses for themselves when it comes to addiction. It's it's not hard to quit. I mean, like, I've done shit that. Yeah. You just need to learn how to tell yourself no. Like, it's really not yeah. that hard. Like, I've been in, like, I have family that's drug addicts, and it's like you always hear excuses. Yeah. And I'm like. Why are you so weak? I don't yeah, understand. Just tell like, yourself it, no. It's not that hard. Like it's no different if you're like, hey, I probably shouldn't buy. Like I don't, you know, going on a diet or something like that, or not even that, or like, hey, I should get gas for my car. You're not going to keep running on fucking fumes, are you? No, you're going to decide I need to get gas. Yeah. Like you should be able to decide. But I, <clears throat> I mean, like as I said, like you know, it'd be different if I've never tried anything drug wise and i was saying this or yeah. that I, you know or like drink I used, alcohol I, yeah a virgin, i used to drink a lot i used to drink a lot like there was yeah. a point in time where it's like i was extremely alcoholic and yeah, then me too With smoking too smoking, like smoking cigars oh, and stuff like that was, i never got into that but. yeah like you know like it got to a point where i was just like man this is not gonna end well for me so why am i even bothering yeah you and just, I just stopped. I just stopped like it's not like i was like one more one more one more Stop. no i was just like yeah i'm good Put it away. Like it's like really. I mean, tell yourself, put it away. Yeah, That's you don't it. know. You don't know how to, and it's like you make excuses so and people will mo- feel sorry for you. I don't know what yeah. your fucking the, plan the is. The thing is, is it's more fun. Obviously, if you're talking like fucking heroin, that's just not a good thing to fuck yeah. with. But say. Because a lot of those people can't even do with alcohol or yeah. cannabis. You know what I mean? Like that becomes a problem mm-hmm. for them. It's, at the end of the day, it's just like alcohol or cannabis is more fun if you just do it once in a while. It yeah. makes it more eventful than when you just live in that world. It just becomes like you drink every day. It 
it doesn't make you like it just you think it's going to make you happy but then every day that's what it happens people start taking these drugs where they think they're only happy when they take the drugs yeah. when they're not on the drugs they're not happy alcohol is a drug so there's a lot of working people that oh fucking drug addicts when they buy a six pack or a fifth of vodka every fucking or week fucking cigarettes too obviously yeah. it's just like dude you're addicted yeah you're no better really Fuck than soda is also you know like that's caffeine no matter yeah. which way you look at it i well, mean it's not hard to like say no it's so we get into modern day music and i want to talk about two quick stories okay so one is what, what was this thing that you heard about with uh machine gun kelly and uh, Slipknot? Yeah, i, mean, I kind of looked he, into it because this I'm is modern surprised, day I'm surprised you haven't heard it like it's no. all over the fucking news i mean well at least like in the metal community like machine gun kelly got kicked out of rap by eminem the god of fucking rap bro i mean he's he's good i mean it, you hear some of his stuff like i'm not a rap fan i mean no, you can but tell like, come musically on, he, he he's got some skill yeah he can just rattle off oh yeah and like in some of that you're just like damn dope dope but dope 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 yeah. dope don't jump napkins and he, you've been using too many napkins <laughs> napkins <laughs> but yeah he could just you could be like Eminem's got a brain of just like he actually turned rap. He's someone I respect, and there are some other rappers yeah. out there I respect because it's like they actually take rap into a skill. Most of them, oh, well, I wrote these the lyrics mum- down. Yeah, the mumble rapping, like I yeah. mean, obviously with me, Eminem, N.W.A., Snoop Dogg, yeah, fucking Tupac, Biggie Smalls, like bro, yeah, those kind of guys. But then again, DMC. you know, like that's the, that's the era that we grew up in. You yeah, know what true, I mean? Like, I think it's one of those things that people just also need to realize that, like we were. T- this wraps it around full circle of. People just have it too easy nowadays. So, right. you know, when NWA, Run DMC, Snoop Dogg, all the Biggie Smalls, Tupac, they were starting back in a day kind of like with a Metallica where it's like, no, they didn't have anybody to look up to. Yeah. They were recording probably in shitty studios and not a lot of money, but it was just like someone, it's, someone makes this simple. Yeah. And then they'd be like, you know, they start rapping. I'm not very, I'm not a rapper so i don't know but you know they just they start spitting out their words and a lot of them where it turns into a skill if you're just writing it down i mean it is kind of a skill to learn how to write it but the real skill comes where it's like they could just free fucking ball it they can i know just, like when you hear they just, the freestyles you're just like now that's yeah, skill. that's yeah, fucking that talent skill. yeah you, to just be like hey talk about uh i don't know the the world today talk about <laughs> talk about shitting in a hot tub you got it <laughs> We're brought to you by shitting in the hot tub. Sad but true. Be like, what? <laughs> Sad but true. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly, yeah, basically, as I said, like, he got kicked out it's... of raps because he talked shit about Eminem. Eminem fucking ruined him. He ran away from rap and decided to go into pop punk. So Machine Gun Kelly decides. Oh, well, at least I'm not a weird motherfucker who wears masks and is, like, 50 years old. Bro, you're 30 years old trying to act like a teenager singing songs about, like, fucking kiss, kiss the bottle all night. Like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck you're, up. Next year, you're going to be doing fucking polka music if you don't keep your fucking mouth shut. Yeah. It's plain and simple, the dude. Like, he, just ta- he doesn't, there's no respect. Like, I mean, well, I guess here's the thing is, like, Corey Taylor did say some shit about Machine Gun Kelly. And, I mean, like, but it's true. But for Machine Gun Kelly to be like, at least I'm not a weird old dude who listens to or who wears a mask. I'm like, and you're better, dude. You're playing teenage music and you're 30 years old. 
No. And you think like you're literally just trying to be relevant, and the only way yeah. you're being relevant is just through talking shit. Yeah, that's and eventually I... you're gonna run out of things, and like you're not gonna fit in anywhere. So either keep your mouth shut and, and do your own music, Stop play trying... some fucking music, and quit yeah. trying to like ask for handouts and living off of other people's successes. From what I read, because I looked up an article about it, from what I noticed, it just seems like a publicity stunt. It is. I it's, mean, it's plain just, simple. I mean, it's typical California move. I mean, a lot of people are yeah. trying to live off of other people's fame. And they're not, like, that's the reason why I fucking hate, like, mainstream California. I mean, I know there's, yeah. like, smaller cities, and I bet they're fucking great places. But it's those bigger cities that are fucking ruining everything. Because they think, like, oh, you want to live. hear, like, apparently here, they want, by, like, 2030, to no longer have gas. It'll be illegal to have a gas-powered um, lawnmower. It'll be illegal to have a gas-powered lawnmower. I'm like, what? what, is, what are you going to do? Like... Hire I mean, a bunch of a, goats, I guess. No, well, you get an electric one, I, but they yeah, suck. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, you might as well just get a goat. At least it'll be cut. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, it's just... Which brings me to the next story about fucking California, because the only story I could really find that I wanted to talk about that I first heard about was <clears throat> fucking Kanye changed his name legally to Ye. Y-E. <laughs> legally in California. The book of Yeezy. The book of Ye. Yay! <laughs> Yay! It's like the Monty Python, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> we are the knights who say yay! They say knee, but for his, we are the knights that say knee. I am the man who says yay. <laughs> I am the man named yay. That's what we need to make too. Is a video of just that part of the movie, yay. but Kanye's face over everybody. It's and, him, right? It's like him in every situation riding a roller coaster. Yay! Yeah, funeral. Yay. <laughs> and it's like, yay. <laughs> we, I am the rapper who is called yay, 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 yay. It's so stupid. Like, bro, I don't know. You're a psychopath. Like, Kanye, see, Kanye's stupid. the same kind of shit. Like, he's basically like a Machine Gun Kelly isn't, I mean, he actually did create some music that actually got notoriety. Right, yeah. I'm not a big fan, but it did get famous. Yeah. You know I mean? So he did at least put in the work, but now he just kind of like, but he the doesn't, thing, he's, he's, he's He's just basically trying to be relevant. Like, yeah, now. it's, just it's like, no okay, different bro. than those old 80, 80s bands like fucking Twisted Sister. I'm like, listen, you guys were good during the time. Like, D. Snyder, I get it. But, like, bro, come on. Fucking let it go. Yeah. Fucking Motley Crue. Like, they, <laughs> there's style. always a... It, or Kiss. Kiss is a prime example. There's always a going away tour. And there's been a going away tour for, like, fucking 10 years now. Go away. <laughs> go away. <laughs> Fuck. <gasps> Fuck yeah. I mean, so yeah, it's oh, I think we'll end up wrapping it up, but I we pretty like much will end. There up. could always be a part two. Yeah, I mean, I think you leave we... in the comments for the videos, guys. Yeah. If you want to hear part two, what else uh, kind of music? Give us some ideas about music. That's yeah. Cool. What do you guys think we should have talked about? You can always email us, comment. You know, the email is outside the circle twenty three at Yahoo. <laughs> you can subscribe to our OnlyFans. No, <laughs> we're Where spreading we... our butt cheeks. <laughs> We're not shrimping. That's one thing that's not happening. We're yeah, not doing that. We call no. it forest gumping. <laughs> forest gumping. Bubba gumping. It's where we invest in little stocks like he did Apple. Yeah, or we invest, or uh, it's called uh, forest gumping when we imitate Tom Hanks now. <laughs> yeah. Where we just go in a bunch my of stupid... life is like a box of... Ch what was my life? My ass is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. It's like... Maybe a piece of corn stuck in your teeth in your name. Boom, da, dum, 
<laughs> and you'll name yourself after it and become a famous band. Forrest Gump predicted corn? You heard Forrest, it here first. Forrest corn. <laughs> you heard it here first, and that has been Toxic Male Tendencies. Toxic Male Tendencies. Toxic Male Tendencies. And now, later, guys. Peace. Bro. Hey all you somebody's out there, it's Mad Mac again. Just want to remind you to please like, follow, and subscribe here on Anchor. Or you can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Outside the Circle 23. And you can also follow us on Facebook and YouTube at Outside the Circle. Thanks everybody, have a good night. <laughs>